kind of the beginning of, of this wave that came in, and that is with a MUFON sighting. So we're going to start kind of on a, on a low note, because this is uh, something MUFON's been trying to do, a UFO picture of the week on their new website, which looks spectacular, by the way. Uh, really, it's been up for, they've been kind of more doing like a UFO of the month. Uh, and this last one, I think, was a bit of a uh, boo-boo, because it's this... Uh, rectangular thing and I guess I'll see what your impressions are of of this Omaha Nebraska sighting before I go and debunk it <laughs> <laughs> well I you know when I first saw the, the couple of pictures of this thing my first impression was that it it, it looked like one of these possible triangular uh, objects that people have been seeing a lot lately and and there weren't a lot of couple there were only a couple of pictures that were taken of it but it, it was dark and it had a triangular or diamond shape to it yeah but but then but then you 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 kind of threw a monkey wrench uh, into it the possibility that it that it could have turned out to be just a large banner being pulled along by an airplane and and I could see you know how a banner at a, at a distance could look triangular or diamond shaped depending on the angle that you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think perspective has a lot to do with it. It could appear very strange, and depending on how far away you are, too, you might not see the tiny spot that the airplane would be in the sky compared to the size of a large banner. Uh, see, what tipped me off originally to think that this was uh, maybe a hoax was it, it's kind of written really silly. Uh, they said it was investigated. Uh, the uh, MUFON investigator said it was an unknown because he couldn't figure out what it was and thought the witness was genuine. But it's written kind of silly, and the guy says uh, at the end, maybe it was this, bah. Yeah. And, and then there was a link there which was removed. But the biggest clue is that the witness says, uh, you will also notice what seems to be a plane of sorts in both pictures just ahead of this object. Just noticed that today. So I think the witness even knew what this was. The link he probably provided was, was this. And uh, sure enough, you know, you look close and there's an object. And then I knew, I felt I, very quickly, because I see these quite often, uh, is it an airplane pulling a banner and, uh, you know, I, I linked up a, a picture of that. So I think that the MUFON investigator unfortunately missed it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, di- I didn't get the impression that the witness, the guy who took the pictures, was trying to pull off any kind of a hoax. I think he did actually take pictures of something that was in the sky. Yeah, certainly something in the sky. And I... I I, I suspect, because, you know, there was a link there he put that was removed, I suspect he knew what it was, but that uh, when he took the pictures, they looked like a UFO picture, so he submitted it. Yeah, looking for his 15 seconds of fame, perhaps? Yeah. Hmm. Seems more like just a, a, a fun time. He was looking for a laugh, yeah. not necessarily fame. If he was looking for fame, he, he wouldn't have uh, made it, left those clues that he knew what it was and he was having a little laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. All right, well, we'll move on to the next one, uh, which was a little... See, this. I guess this one, to me, is another one that was like... Uh, at first, I didn't pay attention to this story, which uh, this happened in England, 
And uh, I know, Lee, you wrote about this one recently. It's a place, and this is kind of neat, called Lemington Spa in England. And it's a town that is a spa. Yes. (laughs) That's right. And and I think I read somewhere where it it was one of the places historically where lawn tennis originated. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I guess uh, it used to be, you know, a spa. It was a, a famous spa, and then they named the town, and it had a bunch of spas, and I guess they have hot springs. Uh, but this was called a mysterious black ring, and it was a black ring of of smoke, uh, so that's why I wasn't interested. And then it turned out that it was actually a black ring of smoke. Um, so I guess, Lee, do you want to tell more about what you found? <clears throat> Well, you know, there were different explanations, different theories that flew around the Internet, ranging from a swarm of bees or birds. But the the most logical explanation, I I, uh, contacted our mutual friends, Mark D'Antonio and Ben Hansen, and had them give their uh, opinions. And they were both very right on the mark with each other, that that it, it was a smoke ring. Uh, that was made by some sort of cannon that when, when the cannon is, is aimed straight up and it's a combination of the mixture of gases or, or kerosene or propane and the, with the explosion of this cannon, as long as it's pointed straight up, it can instantly show, uh, this gigantic circular black, almost like a cloud and then most of it dissipates and it, it leaves this completely intact black ring that can very often stay floating for a long time as as long as there's not a lot of wind and it's very calm now that 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 was the most logical explanation um these cannons are, are very often used at outdoor festivals and right near where this video and these pictures came from uh is a famous place called uh, Warwick Castle uh, Warwick is a very famous uh, medieval castle that it's in the process now of celebrating its like 1100th anniversary. Um, and and a, a, they, they issued a statement. A spokesperson from the castle said that they had been testing some fire effects on what they have there is, is what's called the largest catapult in the world. Now, I, I saw videos of this catapult in action. And, and you know what? I didn't believe the explanation because the way a catapult works is if you can imagine a baseball pitcher when he's winding up and he's up to, to pitch the ball, his, the motions that his arm makes before he releases the ball is very much what a catapult looks like. So this was not a cannon that was pointing straight up. So if you consider those two explanations, I don't think the catapult was the culprit here. It, well, it, I think you're missing something, though. I think you're missing... Tell me. A couple of things. First of all, um, I just... Because I, I love the term, because it's technically a trebuchet. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we posted... I put, When we wrote the story, I posted a, a link uh, that talked about fireballs, and then I also posted a link, you know, that shows Bilbo Baggins um, blowing a smoke ring, a simple smoke ring. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a scene where Gandalf then blows, you know, makes a ship and does his magic, but whatever. Uh, 
that all it you know all you need is uh, an explosion or smoke going through a tube to create one of these rings. Um, however, so it could be the trebuchet, but as you said, they said they had been testing fire effects. Right. So they could have been testing um, fireworks. It, it's not necessarily the trebuchet. They were testing fire effects, which would, you know, most likely include a tube with explosions. So yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, I agree. That that's why when I when I saw the video of the trebuchet in action, uh, it didn't it didn't seem to me that that was the device that caused the ring. But if they were if they were working with other fireworks uh, around the castle for their big celebrations, yeah, I agree. It could have been some other cannon that caused the smoke ring. I mean, certainly it's not extraterrestrial. Um, no. No, but he, they said they were testing fire effects, so it makes a, a lot of sense that uh, yeah. that would be the uh, where it comes from. I think that's I think most likely the case, and I've seen similar yeah. effects at, at different fireworks shows and, and displays. And when you look at the photo, you do see you know, sort of the trail of smoke below this ringed object. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's most likely what it is. I don't, I'm not putting too much stock into the, uh, the, the vortex theory. What was the vortex theory? Oh, just the idea that it's an extraterrestrial vortex, some sort of. Oh. transportation ring there. Oh, I see. I hadn't even heard that one. Yeah, when I saw it, I wasn't too excited just because there's a number of ways that this could be created. I think you probably create this with, with a, your typical, um, um, like, fire uh, smoke um, stack of some sort. You know, anything that smoke goes through that is circular can create something like that. So... I was surprised that it caught, you know, so much attention. Uh, and, you know, sure enough, it turned out to be a smoke thing, so a ring. So, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. So, that was kind of funny. And we got a little bit of heck, because, Lee, well, both of you are probably familiar. Uh, I know that, Lee, you definitely... Well, I know both of you are with Sharon Hills, who's a skeptic. And... uh she actually tweeted, you know, something about smoke rings, and uh, she included open minds on it, tagged us. So uh, I included her. I said thanks to her because, you know, we have kind of butt heads online before because she can be a pretty um, spirited skeptic. I'll put it that way. Uh, but she also uh, blogs for the Huffing Huffington Post sometimes. Right, and, and for, for those listeners who, who aren't familiar with who Sharon is, she's the main writer of a site called, I think it's called The Doubting News. Doubtful News, I think. The Doubtful News, yeah. yes, yeah. And she, she's, she's normally very good. I mean, she was all over Rick Dyer and Bigfoot months ago, <laughs> as you can well imagine. Yeah. But, but, but she, does, you know, she does try and work very hard to get her point of view out there. Um, but, it, it, you know, it is what it is. It, it wasn't extraterrestrial, and it's like, it's just an interesting object when it appears in the sky. I was fascinated by, by these things in general. I've seen now other videos of rings like this. I just think it's really fascinating that something like this could, could remain intact and solid for such a long period of time before it finally breaks up. Well, they're fun, and, you know, there's videos, you know, that we posted, that Sharon posted, uh, 
And and they're neat because, yeah, they stay in the air for so long, and it's neat how the smoke spins around to create this ring. So they are a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so at least go check out the videos on the story because it is kind of fun. Sure. Let us move on to the next story. So this one, I'm not sure if uh, you had... I, I'm sure you've gotten to take a look by now, Lee, but this yeah. one... Uh, was a silver spinning object, and maybe we'll let Jason tell us more about it. Why do you want me to tell you more about it? Because <laughs> we talked about it, you know, on Spacing Out, and... Um... Yeah, yeah, we certainly did. Well, this is another one from England. This is Wales. A woman took uh, a couple photos of this object. She says it was uh, silver, and she says it was spinning, she described it as being as large as a car, this object in the sky spinning around. And she says she was outside. Uh, my honest opinion, it looks very much like we see in many other photos of lights reflecting from inside and the photo being taken from behind glass. But the witness says that's not the case. Right. And she says that it was it split in two, moved back together, uh, then flew off. So it's one of these tough ones where you look at it and you're like, okay, that's a reflection from the window. But then the t witness testimony doesn't fit that. And so you're kind of stuck. You're kind of like, well, what do I believe here? What do you think, Lee? Well, I, I, the thing that impressed me in reading the story was sh her quotes. She didn't seem to be someone who was perpetrating a hoax. Uh, I think she sounded legitimate about seeing something strange in the sky, taking a couple of pictures of it, and even the close-up of, of the object. It, it it looked really interesting to me. Again, I'm not saying that it you know it just kind of came in from Alpha Centauri for a couple of minutes and then blinked out. Uh, it, it's not a, a typical UFO report where you where you hear a lot about things that are spinning. Uh, and she she was very determined to, to get that across. So I didn't think she was making it up at all. Well, she also describes that the sheep nearby became silent. They weren't making any noise while this right. object was around. So yeah. that's another interesting element to the story. Yeah, and that's what makes this one so hard because, you know, the picture, you know, your mind says one thing. You know, this looks like a reflection on a window. But you read her testimony, yeah, of, of these incredible things it did, as big as a car, spinning, the sheep fell silent. I mean, why would she make up this whole story? Um, did she see something but didn't capture it? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, so this is a really tough one. And then Nick Pope, it's kind of funny because he talked to the Daily Mail. Um, and, of course, Nick Pope, I mean, I've, he's been on the show quite a few times, but uh, used to work for the U.K. officially investigating UFOs. He kind of did what we did. He's like, it doesn't look like this or that. So if, the wit if you can believe the witness testimony, then it is unusual. Um, so, right. Yeah, is, I agree with that. I mean, I, I look at the photo, and I'll tell you, judging by the photo, um, I would guarantee, pretty much guarantee that it's just a simple light reflection like uh, reflecting off a of glass. But then you have to, like you said, decide if you want to believe the witness testimony or, lot or not, and that's where it gets tricky. So I like this one because it's got that complication factor. Yeah. You, you, know, you know, all the times that the three of us have 
done this before together on the show. Uh, none of us have ever gone on record to say, oh, this was such a good sighting. I think this might be like a smoking gun. This could be from another planet or another dimension. We've never, we've never hit that mark on any of the things that we've talked about. And I think that's good. I think we're trying to keep each other honest as well as the audience because people tend to kind of get carried away with the things that they're seeing in the sky or they're seeing videos and they're going, oh, that must be from outer space. And, and healthy skepticism is what is really necessary here. Well, I think it's sad because I really want to see a good, awesome spaceship in a photo. Yeah. But uh, you'll, you'll, you'll never hear me take a, a photo or a video, no matter how good it is, and say this is a smoking gun because, as we've mentioned many times before, as unfortunate as it is, photo and video evidence just doesn't cut it anymore. It can be the most spectacular thing, but, you know, with technology, it doesn't prove anything. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get into that with some more of these pictures. I mean, this is the first one where we can leave it with we're not completely sure. I think Jason's a little more sure. I'm kind of with Jason, but I'm leaving the door open due to the witness testimony. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a tough one. But, uh, yeah, even the best photo is still, unfortunately, just going to be a photo. Um, but... And you're left with witness testimony again. So it's yeah. whether or not you want to believe the, the testimony of that particular witness. It's an unfortunate situation. I wish that weren't the case, but it is. And as investigators, we have to understand that. Mm-hmm. But that does bring us to our next story. And I yeah. think, you know, and I'd love your opinions on this one, because I think this is one of the best UFO videos to come across in quite some time. Um, this one was taken in the Netherlands. This one's always tough because I found it on uh, a Netherlands uh, website, Rijnmond TV. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. But uh, Rijnmond is essentially just south of The Hague. And it is uh, an area outside of Rotterdam, kind of some um, suburbs and stuff that's called the Rijnmond. But uh, it's next to the Rhine River. And this is a guy in a town called Mace Lewis, I think. And uh, <laughs> with all of these interesting names, Mace Lewis, Rotterdam, Rijnmond, uh the witness actually has a very simple name, Dick Smith. But anyways, <laughs> uh, last Friday, uh, actually, you know, now about a week and a half ago, at about 3 p.m., he saw something strange over the river, uh, over the wharf area, and he videotaped it. And, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I go, go ahead, go ahead. Uh huh. And well, he said I, it I, sat motionless in the sky for about 15 minutes before it disappeared. And you know, it's not like he has a, a tremendous camera. It's an HD, you know, kind of consumer uh, video camera. But the video is really interesting. It's this blue kind of lens. I think it's kind of lens shaped. Some other people uh, had talked about how they felt it was possibly more triangular in shape. Uh, kind of hard to say, but really weird video. When you when you look at uh, the perspective that, that we have from the video, uh, it, it almost appears to be a classic flying saucer with a curved bottom and a domed top, and and yet uh, at some points when it's when you can actually do a screen grab or freeze the video, you can almost imagine that you're looking at it from the side 
of a stealth bomber. I keep bringing back up the stealth bomber idea because if a stealth bomber turns in such a way that you're seeing part of it looking at its side, it might look like this. I can see where you get that. Yeah, just uh, just a thought. Yeah, I could see that, but I don't, you know, it wouldn't seem as though it was hovering in the air for 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, do we have stealth bombers that can do that? Or are they testing it in front of people to see how people are going to respond to it? Um, hard to say. Uh, what do you, and, and, yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask Jason, what do you think? You know, it's a really weird one because of just some of the things you see in the video with, I mean, zooming in, you're going to get shaky footage. It's just a handheld camera. He's zooming way in on this tiny object in the sky, so it's bouncing all around and stuff. But I don't know. Some of the video, some of the characteristics of what this just hanging thing does, bouncing around when the guy zooms in, looks a little weird to me. But... uh I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not suspecting trickery here, but uh, it could also be something wedged in his little uh, screen window there. But that's probably not the case either. It just looks very strange to be an object that's far away that's being zoomed in on. It doesn't really behave the way you would expect a motionless object in the sky to appear. That well, being I said, think it, I think yeah. it's incredibly. Uh, it would be incredibly interesting to find out to have him uh, describe in better detail or any detail at all how this object disappeared because he says it hovered yeah. and disappeared after 15 minutes but he doesn't say how it disappeared did it just vanish did it zoom off um that would be interesting to know yeah that's a really good point yeah. but i don't think that the movement because he said it hung motionless so i think the zooming in is just his handshake because he even showed what he was doing he was holding his hand Handheld, and whenever if you and I always tell people to try this: hold your camera and zoom in on something, especially small. You'll see your hand tremors so much because your hand Mm. tremors are amplified that it's absolutely impossible to make something even stay still for a second. It's just bouncing all over the place. Um, So I think that's what the bouncing is. And so if it hung motionless. One option would be a balloon or blimp of some sort, but it's not shaped like a balloon or blimp. Not a traditional balloon or, or yeah. blimp. It's always possible. Yeah. There are there are weird, weirdly shaped balloons and blimps out there, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. In, interesting how, how because of the, uh, the coloration of the sky that this has a blue-like appearance. That's, that's an odd one. Yeah, unless it was actually blue, or I guess if it was reflective and somehow reflecting the sky and the the, the water. But uh, this is a good one. I think this is one of the best UFO videos that have come across in a while. Uh, well, I, I think it would have been nice if they, if we could have seen it do anything. If we, it would have been nice if we could have seen how it left the area. Oh, yeah, that would be great. But, yeah. Um, if it just hung motionless, but yeah, it does kind of hinge on how did it disappear? Did it zoom off or did it just blink out? Yeah, Both. you know, it's like it's like if if I'm out there and I see something in the sky that's definitely odd, 
and I've got enough battery power in my camera, and I'm taking a video, <clears throat> you know I'm not budging from that spot until I see what this thing is going to eventually do. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but most people like won't do that. They'll they'll just turn off their camera at some point, and I'll, I'll start screaming at the screen. Yeah. It's like, show us more. Well, what happens is then the commercials are over, and, you know, you got to get back to uh, The Simpsons or whatever you're watching. Well, yeah. I, I, the I game mean, starts again, so people have to run yeah. back to their TV. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. I'm uh, done with the TV. I got a, or so what with the UFO? I got to catch TV. Yeah, because uh, we see these blue-shaped hovering things all the time here. Why should I waste my, my battery on my camera? Yeah. Well, you know, when you have sightings, and you know, this is certainly the case with me, um, well, with many many sightings I've had, but uh, back with the Phoenix Lights, I did the same thing. You know, they were there for so long, I got bored, and I went inside and watched TV for a while, and then came back yeah. outside, and they're all, yep, they're still there, and then went back inside, so... You know, for a while, it's pretty fantastic, but I don't know. Depending on how incredible the sighting is, if it's just something weird hanging in the sky, how long are you really going to stand there and watch it? Well, true, but, but the, you know, if, uh, again, my, my point of view is if there's any possibility that this could be either a top-secret aircraft or a smoking gun from another dimension, I'm, I'm going to want to record it for as long as I can, and I'll watch a rerun of The Simpsons tomorrow. But the yeah. longer you record it, the more charges the government will bring against you for each frame you capture. <laughs> yeah. I see. Okay, I'm going to go bury my head in the ground right now. <laughs> so this one, the last video or picture, I was ambivalent to say it's an unknown, but I, you know, it kind of uh, left it in the unknown for myself. This one, though, is solidly in the unknown for me. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I, I liked it too. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just still, I'm still of the f opinion that it could be a side view of one of the stealth bombers. I could be wrong, but that's just what it looks like to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that at all, at oh, all. Okay. I mean, it's blue. If it was that close, it's. I mean, if it's that big, it's going to be pretty close. And for 15 minutes, you wouldn't see it the same size for 15 minutes. I mean, again, just, though, it could be a similarly shaped craft with, you know, some hairier technology or something where it can uh -huh. hover in the sky. So Yeah, yeah. I see your point, Lee. Yeah. Uh, because we've got, we've got another picture coming up in a couple of minutes. I mean, another possibility yeah. is a blimp that's funny-shaped or, or a balloon yeah. even that's weird-shaped. So, But uh, it's still, that's, that's a pretty solid unknown for me. I mean, that's a good... Oh, yeah, that's, lots uh, of possibilities. Yep. yep. I agree. All right, the next one. Now, the next one was sent to us the next day. We posted it on the 17th, and this was taken in April. However, it was a few years ago, actually April 8th, 2011. But uh, I think that uh, I'm guessing that the reader saw our blue UFO video from the Netherlands and said, hey, I got a blue UFO video. And so um, this is a blue light uh, that is kind of playing around in the sky that uh, is in the night sky. Um, this guy is in Singapore. He was on the 25th floor. He had a 12x optical optical zoom camera, which is awesome. Optimal. It's optimal to have optical because 
uh, digital zooms digitize. They, they, the picture gets more and more worse, whereas optical, the picture quality stays. Uh, so that's awesome that he had that. Um, so he got this weird lights kind of playing around. Um, I posted videos of some incredible kites that have LEDs in Bristol at this kite festival, yeah. and also a Goodyear blimp with its lights going. Um, and uh, so what did you guys think of this one? Let's start with Jason. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I'm going to say, I mean, th- this certainly looks very similar to everything else we see, uh, many types of craft with LED lights. You know, anytime, and this is a huge generalization on my part, I understand that, but anytime I see dancing LED lights, I think that's probably something from Earth. I could be wrong. You know, extraterrestrials could like to have little dancey, fun lights on their, their <laughs> craft, but I, I don't see the, the use in that for, for their, their traveling here purposes. But to me, it looks like any number of, of hobby craft or even an a, a airship with LED lights. Mm-hmm. Lee? And, and I know that part of the story was that it was seen by witnesses, they said, for over an hour. Um, and then, of course, the kite was one explanation. I wondered why he waited three years to make the video public. He didn't. He waited three years to send it to Open Minds, but uh, he posted the video on April 8, 2011. Um. Well, that's oh, okay. So he he first posted it on 2011. Yeah. Uh, so so it has been up there, uh, but apparently nobody's done a big deal about it. And certainly not uh, not like you did. Well, that's the thing is with YouTube videos, and and that's what I find with some of these. And, and you know what? They're the most credible ones to me because there are people who will get a UFO video, they're like, holy crap, what is this? You know, they upload it to their regular YouTube along with their cat videos or whatever, and then it doesn't get much attention because they're just some Joe Schmo, you know? And I've ran across this before where there are really interesting videos that haven't gotten much attention from the UFO community or any, anything because they didn't know it was there. So uh, I get excited with these, and there's just probably you know, millions, I wouldn't doubt, of of UFO, possible UFO videos on YouTube, so it's almost impossible to go through them all. But uh, that's why I get excited when these guys send us stuff like this. So I was really happy that he uh, sent this to us to take a look. I, I'm always concerned, and my concern is growing as this continues. Uh, when we see so many videos being posted on YouTube, um, a lot of them, rather than being posted by an individual, these these videos are, are finding their way to all these new organizations that seem to be cropping up. You know, UFOs, RXYZ. You, you know, join our join our organization and see all the videos that we have. Well, you know we, what they do. I know you're right. And there's a couple hmm. ty- types of these groups because yeah, because of course we're looking at those two. There's the ones that are hoaxing stuff. Yeah, and I won't mind. You know, third phase of the moon is one of them. I can't remember the names of others, but you know, we've ran across these. Um, but there are also groups that are stealing other people's videos, and and uh. I, that's kind of unethical. So, in other words, it's probably already done because we posted this story. You know, UFO YouTube's has probably 
gone, downloaded this video, and uploaded it to their YouTube site, um, and maybe put some rock and roll music to it with their intro and outro on there, so it says, YouTube UFO videos, you know, so it looks like it's theirs. And they've just stole this guy's stuff, which is actually, you can't do that technically, but... Well, and a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes those videos do get flagged for copyright violation and they get taken down. But the way these guys deal with that, they they use it in their favor. So they'll, like you said, I love when we get videos that aren't hyped up with, you know, a lot of cheesy production added to it and and crazy names and stuff. But these, these people who do steal videos and add all their crap to it, then they'll title it, Hurry before government takes this down, must be legitimate UFO. (laughs) And then when they do get get it taken down because they stole it and the person filed a copyright claim, then it plays into their little game. They'll see the government took it away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And and also what what Jason was saying before about uh, a UFO with a lot of lights embedded around it, uh, people are asking this question now more and more, I'm discovering. And the basic question is, why do UFOs need lights? What, it, what possible purpose do lights serve them if they're coming from another dimension or another planet? If they don't want to be seen, turn your damn lights off. <laughs> you know, so, so what is the purpose of these, these lights? Is well, we'll have na- to ask them sometime. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, is it for navigation purposes? Is it to recognize each other from the same planets? I mean, really, there, there are too many UFOs with too many lights, a blinking kind, multicolored. It, it's like, I say, enough already. If you don't want to show us yourselves, turn your damn lights off. Well, it could be they don't care. It could be that the light is a... Um, a product of the technology and not necessarily yeah the engines, yeah. Yeah, yeah, engines yeah. or something like that sure um, the possibilities why, are endless but yeah. yeah i think you're right alejandro they don't care yeah they don't and they might not care they're like what do i care that's right what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah or you know that's why you know our good buddy ben hansen with his his night vision you know yeah some of those things seem like they can only be seen with night vision so that's what's exciting about that so yeah, it's hard to say. But in this case, I really feel like um, it looks, although it's just blue lights, I think it looks really similar to the bimp, blimp video because it does kind of seem like that angle is similar. Yeah, right. So, And it seems to make the most sense because a blimp would be up there for an hour. And right. it would disappear because they would just turn their lights off and boom, it disappears. Or so, turn to a different different angle, you know, yeah. just a, a quick 90-degree sweep, and you wouldn't see the side where the lights are. So. Yeah. yeah. So this one, I'm pretty sure, is something like that, like you said. And uh, But the hard part is, too, again, and we've talked about this with the abundance of LEDs and, and objects with man-made objects with lights around up there, that it gets harder that if there is some spectacular lights, you know, flying around up there, we'll be like, oh, that's LEDs. Don't need to pay attention to that. Right? Well, it's, it's like it's like that story, Alejandro, that you you kind of broke about a year ago about the uh, the UFO scene over the baseball st- uh, stadium in t- in Canada, you know, right. to, pro- to promote their new science museum. Yeah, and if that one, if the videos hadn't have caught some movement, uh, that one would have been much more compelling. Because yeah, they did a great job with putting these LEDs around yep. this. Uh, yep. 
hover, you know, this drone, and it was, it's one of the first ones that's come out so elaborate, and uh, it looked great, you know, and that's why it made some news. And, and exactly, and I, I think like the next one that we're about to look at, I, I don't think there's any um, problem identifying this particular picture, but I'll let you introduce it. Okay, great, and uh, yeah, just thanks, Vince, and, and other people who want to send us their videos. Uh, and it's always exciting to get something from Singapore. It's great to have international uh, an international audience because uh, certainly we're covering stories from all over the world, and it's a, it's an international affair. But this next story is a lot of fun, and it's because it's similar to one that happened recently. And I kind of had the same reaction as Jason because I told Jason I'm going to write about this new triangle. Yeah. Uh, object that was captured. And Jason's like, well, that's a story I did a couple weeks ago. And I was like, no, actually, this is a new one. Right. It's my first reaction was like his. This is just the same story. Someone else picked it up. Um, yeah, you, because pe people were still writing about that one when, yeah. when the second one came out. And it's rare to have these really clear photos of a triangular object with a contrail right. like this has. So um, it's extremely rare. In fact, I don't know that it's really even happened ever before. So um, that's why you think, wow, two in a row, that's kind of amazing. So uh, the one Jason wrote about was in Texas a few weeks ago. A couple guys. And what's cool about the one that Jason got is these guys, that's what they do. They go out, they're part of this group that listens in on Air Force Radio, and they go out looking for, uh, you know, advanced technology uh, aircraft, and they were lucky enough to catch one. What's cool is that this triangle in Texas, there were three of them, and from the radio chatter, they could gather that these were manned aircraft, and that's kind of exciting because that a new manned aircraft, everything these days is kind of unmanned, and it looks cool, but it's just not as exciting if it doesn't have a, a Top Gun pilot in there that's uh, kind of doing cool stuff, and uh, then going back to the base and playing volleyball <laughs> and hanging out with hot blondes and driving motorcycles and stuff, so... But anyway, this new one was captured uh, more recently. Uh, it was just captured, I guess, just last week in Kansas. And this guy, he actually looks to me, he reminds me of, and I don't know uh, about you guys now that you know who he is. We had a speaker at the conference named Mike Clellan, who's yeah. an outdoors guy. And uh, the guy who took the picture reminds me of Mike Clellan because he's also an outdoors guy taking pictures of wildlife, and he sees this contrail that he thought was weird he takes a picture he takes it home zooms in and at the tip of this contrail is this triangular craft and i guess just because we're in this i guess and i know jason and i and i'm assuming you yeah too, lee are just really into high-tech stuff you know that it's just really exciting to catch a glimpse at uh what appears to be uh, still secret, you know, top secret uh, advanced uh, aircraft. Yeah, when I when I saw this video, when I saw this the picture, it, it never occurred to me that I might be looking at an extraterrestrial vehicle. I was just astonished. Uh, like if if I was outside and I looked up in the sky and I saw a, a very long contrail, uh, I, I would take. I might take a couple of pictures of it and then blow them up to see what the aircraft was because very rarely you don't see a whole lot of very long contrails with legitimate 
UFO sightings. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so, but the, like you just said, the fact that you, know, we, we, you could have been looking at another stealth technology right above your, you know, your, your eyes. Uh, yeah, I find that very fascinating. And it's, it's really, it's the kind of thing that movies are made out of. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, I don't think we have many uh, UFO sighting reports where the uh, supposed extraterrestrial spacecraft left a contrail. Yeah. yeah. I know there's, there's a couple. There's a real famous one in Texas that was even a Blue Book uh, um, case. And the ghost rockets, I think, uh, from, uh, from Sweden. Yeah, had a contrail. But it, it is really rare. And certainly, I think, uh, well, just like you all, immediately I thought man-made. But uh, it's it's cool because it's, a, it's an advanced technology, something we haven't seen. And, of course, it's something that, if it wasn't making a contrail, would easily be mistaken for a UFO. Sure, sure. Absolutely, yeah. Because it's very exotic looking. But I, I, you know, hate to be the bad guy here again, but I do want to point out that in both of these photos of these triangle objects, both from Texas and Kansas, these are very high objects, and these cameras, while these people do have good, good cameras, they're taking the pictures of these, we still don't have a clear view of the object, and there is a lot of digital noise going on. And in the, the one from Kansas, you know, what we could be seeing here is, uh, you know, a craft, the craft could be shaped a lot differently than what you see in that photo. It's not necessarily a perfect triangle like it sort of appears to be, even the in, in, enhanced photo shows almost a Dorito-like thing. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know, it could be, you see the sun glinting off the tip, and that could be, uh, you know, pouring back off the wings. It could be more of a traditional-shaped jet, but at that altitude, zoomed in that much with that much digital noise, it's impossible to see what the craft actually does look like. Well, I don't know if I'm going to agree with you, because I've seen an, a lot of analysis of of both of these, and especially the new one, and at least even at these aviation sites, you know, uh, they seem to agree, at, especially with the, the, the one that's enhanced, that that's a pretty accurate um, depiction of the, the craft shape. Um, so, at least, you know, that that's what I've seen so far. Because and I, I, I think we can all assume, also, in looking at the picture, that we are looking at the underside of the craft. Right. Yeah, both of them. So, I don't know. They're fun. Yeah. They're man-made, but they're super cool. <laughs> It'd be cooler if that was the side and yeah. it flies like a, like a shark through the sky. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. What I think is kind of neat, too, it's possible, and it almost looks like uh, these, these crafts may be two different crafts, too. Ah, I think that's likely. I think they look yeah. different enough in their shape. Yep, so that's kind of exciting. Very exciting, yeah. Or, or terrifying. That means there's even more unknowns out there. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, so those are some fun ones. There's a group of fun ones. Woo, yeah. But here's one that's not as exciting. So the next one, you know, the witness, I think that's what's always kind of, you know, fun. When the witness is really excited about it. And then people like to be total jerks to the witness. But, uh, I, you know, one of the reasons I like this one is just kind of 
because uh, the witness obviously felt that what he got was really exciting. And uh, this is a guy who on April 16th posted a video of some clouds. He thought the clouds looked weird, so he took a picture, uh, thing, uh, uh, image, and this is in the UK again, in uh, the town of Lincoln in Lincolnshire. That'd be neat if we had shires out here, like if this was Phoenix Shire. <laughs> we live in Phoenix Shire, and, and uh, Lee is in New York Shire, Manhattan Shire. I'm, I'm in Queens Shire. <laughs> Queens Shire, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, I hated this video. <laughs> I, I, I really did. Why is that? Well, first and foremost. <laughs> well, it's Lee. He wanted the guy to keep recording and go back and show us more. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you Jason. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's right. But by, by the time he panned the camera to the right where this group of lights are, uh, we, we got to see them for perhaps two seconds, if that long. And and that, if I can say this, really pissed me off. Uh-huh. Well, I understand your frustration. But again, in the guy's defense, he didn't really see it. He didn't right. know it was there. He didn't notice it until he reviewed the video later. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's why. He, he just took the video of some strange clouds, and he looked at the video and said, hey, there are these five things. That looks like a... a some lights that are in uh, the shape of a pentagon and uh, so he thought that that must be a UFO and but, but, yeah but when, when you when you take when you take that little video and you pull a screen grab from it so that you can maybe see these objects frozen in time I still don't think that they are impressive just by themselves in a screen grab well I agree I think they're totally clouds I mean yeah it's it's totally clouds, but uh, this guy well, thought it was I'll, impressive. I'll throw out I'll throw out possible reflection as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Possible yeah. reflection. He was looking out his window at the clouds, so it it does look like a grouping of lights, but could be clouds as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be. I'm going with clouds, but either way, yeah, probably not a, uh, a UFO or like a, an extraterrestrial craft, as as Lee is looking for <laughs> yes i'm always always looking here in queens shire but let's move off of it because you got pissed that one pissed you off and so let's go to one that is the opposite as the opposite effect it's the party selfie ufo photo bomb well, and i yeah, love drinking I, at I, 7 a.m <laughs> yeah, I, I love i love these guys especially the guy on the left looks like John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, well, let's go take a selfie and let's just go do that and go back to drinking. So so they didn't even notice the, the, the disc-shaped object that was in the sky behind them. Other people noticed it after they uploaded their picture to Facebook. Yeah, which I think uh, they must have done immediately. It looks like... You know, they're waiting for their buddies to go to foot, a football game, and I put yeah. presumably soccer, because I don't think they watch... Do they even watch American-style football in... in they're, they're starting to, and the NFL is having some occasional games in uh-huh. London, which is interesting. But no, when they say football, they mean football, and that means soccer. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, these guys are partying it up at 7 a.m., having a blast, uh, even though this was last... 
Sunday, uh, you know, over a week ago, uh, the story kind of hit the, the Grinsby Telegraph, the local <laughs> uh, newspaper, on Friday, which was perfect. I had to post this story because it got everybody ready for the weekend. It got me ready for the weekend. But, yeah, these guys take a selfie, and in the background, it is this, this object. They upload it to Facebook, and all their friends are like, uh, did you notice the UFO behind you? <laughs> Not that they talk like that, because this is in the UK. Um, probably in a shire somewhere. Nope, just... <laughs> yeah. Actually, just, just Grimsy. But, uh, yeah, really cool picture. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I liked it. it. It's too bad that when you try and zoom in on it, uh, the closer you get, it starts to get pixelated before you can actually start to see the actual shape of it. But just looking at it, from the selfie point of view, it looks like a disc. Yeah, it does have that shape. And, you know, this one's cool because just of the context and how it was discovered, you know, I I think you can easily rule out or safely rule out um, an intentional hoax here. Right. Because, again, these guys didn't post it and say, oh, my God, guys, we saw a UFO. Um, You know, they put it up. South Park sounding kind of voice. Well, that's because well, I I do voice work for South Park. No, yeah. I wish I did. Well, but, I, don't, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think they could have hoaxed it because they could barely stand. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're assuming. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I look every day in the office. Alejandro knows that. <laughs> yeah. Woo. All right, UFOs. Woo! UFOs. Um, but <laughs> you know the the one possibility for for a hoax you know that i thought when i initially saw the photo before reading the story which is what a lot of people do um you know i thought it, it could potentially be one of the many uh, phone apps out there that allow you to add stuff to your photo oh, saucers yeah. being one of them and you can yeah. you can change the transparency and the size and and make it you know degrade the quality so it's not a a stunningly clear ufo that would give it away as a, a fake make it look more realistic i guess but uh again with these guys putting up the photo and not saying anything about ufo and their friends bringing it to their attention i think that rules out a hoax pretty safely yeah i i I will generally give people the benefit of the doubt uh i will let them remain innocent until they've been proven guilty about this kind of stuff and some people you know you you can just tell that they've hoaxed something but these these guys they probably didn't even know their names at the moment that the picture was taken. <laughs> like you're really assuming these guys were having a good time. Wow. Yeah, you think they're loaded. <laughs> Hopefully well, not. Hopefully they could they could walk. See, what I thought when I saw it at first, I thought for sure going to zoom in, going to see uh some faded, you know, wings flapping, uh going to see some motion blur. Right. I thought for sure it's a bug or a bird that yeah. just was back there. Um, but, uh, but you know, even though that could be it, uh, it's not obviously that because you don't see any motion blur. It looks pretty solid. Um, so, I, you know, I, it's not obviously a bird or a bug. But Jason pointed something out, too, when we were talking about it earlier. Right behind it is kind of a little something. Or next to it, yeah. Yeah, you know, or next to it. What's on the lens there, There's potentially, from, from his uh, dirty dirty fingers from parting at the bar there, uh, or his dirty pockets and pocket lint. <laughs> so I, I, I do think it's it's still still possible that we're looking at a, a bug or something, but uh, 
it looks more likely like it uh, could be something on the lens itself. Well, if you and if you want to just take a totally humorous point of view about this, when, when you said you know that it looks like there's something else there, and my immediate thought was, yeah, there's a red arrow there. How did that get there? Yeah, flying in. <laughs> One, we should yeah. say put a plug in because hopefully it's getting some business because it looks like a cool place to party. And they're outside of Grimsey's Spider's Web Pub. Ah. It's open you... at 7 a.m. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's open at 7, <laughs> serving drinks. So you want to party Sunday morning? That's where you got to be. I wonder how many people were there on Easter living it up. Wow. That's one way to celebrate. Yeah. Where's our UFO? course we're using all these american accents and this is in the uk but uh do you, either of you want to try a, a, a an english accent no i i couldn't possibly do it i i have enough trouble with, with my own american accent <laughs> go for uh, it alejandro just imitate nick pope uh, nick pope oh yes we we saw ufo <laughs> that, that was pretty that, good that passes <laughs> all right <laughs> Uh, it was more kind of like the guy on the IT crowd, I think, was this show in the UK, and then uh, that uh, listeners who watch it will know, because the last episode was posted on Hulu. Go check it out. It's a cool <laughs> show. But anyway, the next object, and I think we're going to have varying opinions on this one, I think, and this is in Queensland. Yeah, and I like this one, actually. So it's kind of like... Uh, Lees, but it's not Queens. It's Queensland. <laughs> but this is a pilot who saw this. He's a 30-year veteran pilot, and it's yeah. in the community of Calundra, which I'm probably mispronouncing, in Queensland, Queensland Australia. Um, he saw it on Friday the 18th. Um, let's see, Jason, you want to give some more details? Yeah, sure. So he wasn't actually in flight. That would have been cool, but... Uh, he was on the ground. He was with friends, and they were looking up. They were kind of stargazing, looking at the sky. And it was about uh, 8 o'clock at night, and they noticed two bright lights in the sky. And so this veteran pilot looked at the objects and said, eh, those look pretty, pretty much like sky lanterns. So he wrote right. those off as, as being Chinese sky lanterns. But then a third object appeared, and... You know, had the, the right color, the sort of orangish color, to be a, a sky lantern. But uh, then he noticed that it wasn't really drifting like a typical lantern. It, uh, it suddenly changed its direction and then disappeared. So he thought this was pretty bizarre. And he did manage to take, uh, take a photo of it, too. So that is incredible that he, he saw that it was interesting enough and was able to capture a photo. And the photo is pretty fascinating. Yeah, I, lo I love the photo, too. You, you, you could look at it from different points of view. Uh, part, one thought came to mind that it, it almost looks like, like a, a, a giant white seagull glowing as it was flying. Oh, well, you yeah. know what it reminded me of? Uh, Seagulls from hell. <laughs> no, Battle of the Planets. Mm. See, and we're all like different um, ages, so I don't know if either of you had watched this when you were a kid. It was called G-Force 2 for a little while. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, because they had this plane that could go in this, like, super fiery phoenix mode. Yeah. Be yeah. on fire, and then it could, like, go through anything. 
And it was one of the first animes I saw as a little kid, and I loved it. So that's what this reminded me of. But I'm going to be the the um, party pooper on this one. I think he did see. Uh, I I mean, I, my gut is that he did see Chinese lanterns. Ah. And that the photo is uh, motion blur because, you know, at night, to get a light like that, your aperture is probably going to be open quite a bit. Um, and if he was zooming in, then you're going to get some motion blur and you're going to get some streaking. And I think that's what this is. It's hard to say for sure because this is a cropped photo. We don't know how far it was, but it seems uh, like it was kind yeah. of further away. So my gut on this is Chinese lanterns. Well, well I, I think yeah. you're absolutely correct that this is nowhere close to being representative of what the object looked like. There, there's, yeah, very, very unlikely that uh, he had the setup and uh, time and equipment and everything to capture a night photo like this and get the detail of the shape without there being blur. So I, I think that was probably a single point of light, and uh, yeah, you're seeing something smeared across there. Well, the the other thing is uh, nowhere in the story, uh, and and we don't know what the answer is to this. Did anybody ask him or the other people who were with him if they like showed him this picture, and did anybody say, "Is this picture what you actually saw with your eyes?" Do, 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 do those two experiences match? Because that would be important to know. Well, I think the, yeah, we don't have the answer to that, at least that I didn't see that anywhere. But I'm sure the answer is no, because when the third light appeared, um, you know, it was similar to the others. So it, it's just behavior and, and directionality was different. So. And if it was if it was a, a Chinese lantern, because I've I've written a lot of stories about lanterns and I've shown a lot of images of these things, um, the important thing to know is how they go away, which means that after a short period of time, when the lantern can no longer keep itself lit, it just fades away. Mm-hmm. So I'd be I'd be curious to know if if what they saw in the sky was something that just went away or did it fade away. That would be good to know, but I will also say that I think it's very, very good in this case that the pilot is familiar, apparently, with Chinese lanterns because that's what he immediately identified the first lights as. Yeah. So he seems to have some familiarity with sky lanterns and what they do. So I would hope that uh, with that knowledge, he would understand how they move, how they behave, and how they disappear. Yeah. And uh, so... This photo aside, I mean, it, it looks cool. It looks like this, you know, flaming phoenix in the sky. It's really cool. Yeah. But um, the photo aside, I still think this is a great sighting because, number one, he's a pilot. He's used to seeing things in the sky. Number yep. two, he was able to identify Chinese lanterns in the sky. That's great. And number three, he saw this other object that behaved differently from these other objects. And this guy considers himself a very hardcore skeptic. And what he saw made him start questioning what he believes. So it sounds like it was something pretty remarkable, enough to make him question his beliefs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, those are great points, and especially that he was such a hardcore skeptic. That's pretty fun. Yeah. But, you know, with all of these stories, which is another topic, because this is essentially the last sighting story um, 
and of course we'll have more. Uh, we posted today or about or yesterday about fireballs, but you know those we are known meteorites. Fun, but uh, we know what those are. Um, but on all of these stories that are covered by the news, it's unfortunate, and I would certainly like to hear both of your opinions. Um, there isn't much investigation done on a lot of these. Sometimes there are, and that's always awesome. That's always really cool <clears throat> and exciting when they ask the local weather service and they ask, you know, the local astronomers and stuff like that. But on these stories we talked about, even though some of these were great, there wasn't very much, you know, even some of the basic questions like you're talking about, Lee. And I used to think it's because they, they think UFOs are just fun. They don't really want to spend much time in it. But now, you know, I'm starting to think, actually, it's almost like, you know, the it's more important to get stories out quickly than have a better quality. So... <laughs> They just don't spend as much time on any of the stories. I, All I, about quantity. And, and, and I'm a little concerned about something. I, I've been reading lately, because uh, I started noticing, and you guys probably have too, that there have been more fireball encounters. And different science publications are coming out right now with apparently statistically accurate information about how we really are getting hit by possible small asteroids almost daily and and we're not being told about it as a warning system there's no warning system really set up we just kind of have to you know let these things fall where they may like like the big one in russia last year uh that that injured a lot of people but there are there seem to be more fireballs and and maybe Possibly because there are more people using dash cams in their cars, um, but th there are large, very large chunks of things coming close to the Earth and, in many cases, landing on Earth. Now, I, I think statistically they say that most of these things land either in desolate areas or the ocean because the Earth has covered three-quarters of water. But still, things are coming at us from outer space and we're not being told about it. I, I think that there is a system put into place, either by our government or maybe some international system, where somehow they're monitoring things getting closer to Earth, but they don't know how to tell us that there might be a collision at some point. And I find that to be a, of a concern. Well, it is alarming, and you're right. I mean, this is it's been big news today. It just everybody started writing about it, how a new study shows that powerful asteroids strike Earth with an alarming and surprising frequency. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't understand, and you know, I guess it falls into the same question about if there is a government cover-up about UFOs and extraterrestrials, um, you know, why that is, why they, you know, and if it's for not causing public panic, you know, maybe, but it seems that even just last year and the year before when we had a lot of these, it seemed to be an elevated number of, uh, you know, meteorite impacts and things uh, people were freaking out about. And they do the live tracking and you could see where it was, it was projected to crash into the ocean or whatever. Um, and they would be way off or there would be some that would catch scientists completely by surprise, and people were surprised by that and said, well, 
you, you've created the illusion here that you know and you're tracking everything in the sky, but yeah. yet we're finding out about these things last minute. Yeah. Um, what's going on here? And that's, you know, I, I don't know if that's the case, if scientists have perpetuated this, this myth that we know about everything in the sky, because we obviously don't. Um, you know, they do have the space net or whatever they have in place that, I don't know, I should look into that and see if it's, it's operational again. I know it was shut down um, back when the, the last government shutdown um, and lack of funding and everything uh, shut that down, and that's a sort of a detection grid. But still, space is massive. We've got all this junk coming in all the time, both from just space, de- space debris and then the crap we put up there, the space junk that's coming back down. This stuff is entering our atmosphere all the time, yeah. coming crashing to Earth, and we really don't have any protection against that. And that is a terrifying thought, but uh, rather than dance around the issue and pretend that they've got everything under control, I would think it would be better for everybody to know that, hey, you might want to look up every once in a while because you might get a satellite on your house. Either that or you might not want to look up because there's nothing you can do about <laughs> yeah. it. So. Wear a hard hat. <laughs> yeah, wear a hard hat. You know, what's funny because I don't know statistically if it is higher or not. I know, like, they're getting a lot of them in Russia because there's a da- – they, they have dash cams on other cars because I don't know if you've seen some of these videos where people will, like, walk across the street and get hit by the car on purpose so they can collect on insurance, <laughs> which is a big yeah, right. problem, I guess, in Russia. But um, – so I would love to hear some stats on this, but what's funny is after the Russian one a year ago and people were really freaked out, NASA put together a fireball and bolide report site yeah. where they were supposed to track these things. So I just brought up the site and there's one, two, three, four listed here, two from last February, two from last um, April. Come on! There's a lot more than four, so obviously this website they put up to track these is a waste of time, and nobody. Well, and here's the thing: I mean, it's only recently that bolides have really, you know, come into mainstream vocabulary, and only recently that scientists started telling us that, oh yeah, bolides are common. I mean, bolides back not too long ago were uh, said to be not too common. And it's funny because the other day I was watching an episode of The X-Files. And in The X-Files, Mulder tells Scully about a possible bolide. And Scully had no idea what a bolide was. And this is scientist Scully, you know, who knows everything, even things she doesn't specialize in, which is really weird. But uh, yeah, (laughs) back, back then in the 90s, very few people had heard about bolides. And now we hear about them all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I think at, at the very least, um, you know how Ronald Reagan and uh, and then just a couple of weeks ago on the Jimmy Kimmel show, Bill Clinton said the same thing, almost word for word, that that the nations of, of the world would really finally come together if, if we felt that there was a threat, an alien threat to our planet. Well, you, you know what? I, I, I say... Whether there's an alien threat or not, I think the more immediate threat are these rocks that are coming in our direction. And there should be an international effort to have a defense system for them. 
I think those count as an alien threat. They are not of this well, yes, Yeah, yes, yes, it's yes, an yes. extraterrestrial threat. Yeah. Well, Lee, Mr. Lee Spiegel, you need to watch Hangar 1, the UFO Files, <laughs> because ah. on an episode of Hangar 1, the UFO Files, we talk about <laughs> a secret space program. So go get educated, my friend. Well, okay. And are you part of the top secret uh, effort to save the Earth? Um, I'm still in training. <laughs> okay. That's okay. what his hair is all about, because he had oh. that thing so that the, the meteorite will, you know, be deflected off of his head. No, my hair is standard issue. <laughs> For the planet you come from? <laughs> well, that's you. All well, right. Well, we... I must say, Jason, uh, and I'm sure that Alejandro echoes my sentiment. We're very proud of you and the work you're doing. So there. Oh, come on. Stop it. You and your cardigan are doing one hell of a job, buddy. <laughs> well, that cardigan has been retired, so it did its work. Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Huh? Some good UFO stuff. Uh, you know, there there's some unknowns. And like Lee, you talked about at the top, you know, how we are rarely, you know, do we, we say we feel something's a genuine unknown, but we all felt that uh, one or two or three of these these were, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's always good to, to sit and chat with you guys about this. Yeah, it is. So. It is really exciting, and I will say that they're all unknowns. You know, I'm happy to throw out my best guess, but that's all it is. It's an educated guess. As far as we know, none of them have been identified, so pretty fascinating. And like you said, it's been a really hot couple of weeks for UFO stories, good UFO stories, and although we have this cycle every once in a while of a flood of stories, there's not always this flood of accompanying photos or videos, and that's yeah. really what makes it great. Yeah. So right. yeah. it's been a fun couple of weeks. It has been, and and you know I think that's a good point, Jason. I feel the same. It's just my opinion. I'm certainly not the end-all, be-all. I think we all feel that way. Uh, I'm sure many of you are going to tell us about how we were wrong about <laughs> some of these things if you haven't already. And uh, just be careful because uh, Lee might write you a, a, piece, uh, a pissy retort. <laughs> we mean might. Probably will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guaranteed. <laughs> and uh, be, be nice in commenting about what I said because, remember, I – I'm in training for the secret secret space organization. Does that, does that mean that when your your training is done, they're going to give you one of those flashy thingies? Oh, I'll get a flashy thingy, <laughs> and I'll have the ability from my spaceship to pinpoint any target down on Earth. So. Very cool. Just keep Very that cool. in mind. Okay. No, I won't shoot anybody. He means he's going to pee on your head. Yeah, That's dirigible. He, he that just has to, that he would has definitely find, happen. You just have to find your way to Queens in order to do that. No problem. Is that Queen, Queenshire or Queenshire? <laughs> Queenshire. That, that, that's Queens NY. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much to Jason and Lee for joining us this week. And, uh, you know, there's just been so many sightings in the last couple of weeks that uh, I thought it would be cool to talk about those. And uh, I know Jason and I come on and talk about them, and often we, we debunk them. But uh, I thought it was cool because there's so many neat ones recently, and some of them that we can't debunk that are genuinely interesting. So, of course, 
these we talked about how there a lot of these are pictures and videos so you're going to want to go check those out and as usual you check those out at openmind.tv so be sure to go to the site and check those out you'll really like them i think there's some really cool ones and be sure to let us know what you think whether you think we were wrong and we were full of it um uh, Jason is often full of it. Just kidding. Don't forget to check us out on all of the top social networking apps. We're on Twitter at Open Minds TV and on Facebook at Open Minds Radio and Open Minds Magazine. You can also find me personally on Twitter at AstroATR and Jason at AceCentric. You can find Lee Spiegel, too. He's, he's not tweeting a whole lot, but he does uh, tweet the stories that he writes, and you find him at, at Lee underscore Spiegel. And Spiegel's spelled a little different than uh, typical. It's S-P-E-I-G-E-L. And, of course, you can also find him on the Weird News page on the Huffington Post. You can... Find us both, Jason and I, on Facebook as well. Just look up our names, Alejandro Rojas and Jason McClellan. We also, of course, did a spacing out this week as usual. So that will be up on Friday. Maureen has been out of town. So uh, Jason and I are doing that one. So you'll go to our YouTube for that or you can find that at openminds.tv. Thank you very much to the artist who created our music, Caleb Hanks. He has made the custom open music, and we've been playing songs from his EP, The Clerk Chronicles, at the end of the show. Today we'll be playing a song called Beams, which is actually the last song on the, P the EP. So we're going to play a sample of that so you can uh, hear his music. I think it's really cool. I end up listening to it quite a bit. It. To find the EP, which you can download for free, just Google the Clerk Chronicles, and uh, he makes that available for free. And he's, he also does music periodically that he'll post there that you can download. So thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with another great show next week. So until then, adios muchachos. <laughs> Thank you.